Hi everyone, I'm Tom Liam Lynch and welcome to Extra Help with Inside Schools. Last week, we sent out a survey to Inside Schools readers asking them how we can help as the entire New York City school system has been turned on its ear. And over the next few episodes, I'll address some of the main questions that families are asking. Right now, we'll start with a question like this one from a parent named Shauna. She wrote, How will we as parents be able to make sure our children are still learning and growing academically during this crisis? Like, that's a really, really fair question, and we heard it in tons of different ways. So before I start to answer it, let me just give you a little bit of like context and background, all right? Um, I'm a parent of a 10-year-old in a city school. I'm using air quotes, not that you can see that because they're in a city school, but actually he's like 20 feet away from me on the other side of a wall, fortunately, at the moment. <laughs> I lead inside schools, and I was also an education professor and a teaching and leadership coach for many, many years. So when I say all that, not to like brag about it, but more to give you some context that like, even for me, like this is really, really hard. And all I do is education, like all the time. So when you're having some of these questions as like a parent right now, it's completely, completely, completely understandable. And I think it's also what makes it really hard too for folks is like everywhere you turn on social media or online, it's like everybody's providing lists of resources and all of these different things. And it's like just because you have resources doesn't mean like it's 100% clear what to actually do with any of that stuff. Um, and so let me walk you through just kind of a few of the things that I'm finding as I'm trying to navigate these waters uh, as well. All right. So one is like everybody's freaked out. All right, even if they don't say so, <laughs> everybody's freaked out right now. And, you know, as a parent, like you're freaked out wearing lots of different hats. You know, you've got your parent hat, of course, and you're worried maybe about your family. But, you know, you also have uh, a lot of folks have like professional responsibilities, too, that they're trying to figure out how to juggle. Or you're also trying to figure out, like, how do I take care of uh, like an aging parent or aunt or uncle, you know, when all of this is going on? Um, so it's even though it might seem like, you know, it's oh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a fluffy first step, you know, acknowledge everyone's freaked out, like for real, step back and acknowledge that because um, sometimes we get into like, you know, we can get into more of like a fix it mode and we're just trying to keep it all together and move forward. But it can actually be really helpful in my experience to like take a breath, step back and acknowledge that like this is this is all uh, new territory for everyone. One of the things we did um, starting this morning, and this is the first day um, of the of the online learning sort of um, solution, quote unquote, from the city. Um, one of the first things we did this morning is we really tried to establish just a morning routine. You know, so I set the alarm. You know, everyone was getting up at everyone, mind you, is getting up at like seven. You know, and then by I forget if it was like eight o'clock or eight thirty, it was like we're gonna have breakfast. You know, and then, you know, fortunately, my son's school at this moment has like, you know, they essentially they're using video conferencing to say everybody has to like be present at 9 a.m. Um, with their homeroom teacher and they're going to kind of go over the day with you. And that's a really, really great move from the school, um, you know, and and what they're also doing is providing like a rough schedule for the day, you know, until like early afternoon after which they have like office hours. Um, so it was really helpful for in this case for the school to provide that downbeat, you know, for the morning. Um, but you know, as a family, if you're not, you can do some of that yourself as well, where it's like set a time to, <clears throat> to wake up, you know, and everyone should go about your morning routine. So if that would be like brushing your teeth, taking a shower, all that kind of thing, like, you know, treat it like, treat it like a day um, that, 
um, that you might typically have um, and see what kinds of effects that has on on your children um, and you know and on and others you might be sharing your space with um, speaking of space uh, another key step is to really have explicit conversations around the physical space that you're creating so you know, in, uh, in our home, we've got, you know, there's uh, my wife, myself, we're both working from home right now, and we're trying to support our son and like, you know, and figuring out how to continue with his education. So we really, we literally had to go around and like, look at the kinds of physical, like spaces we have where like people can do work and, and like negotiate, like who should sit where. You know, and so we ended up giving my son like the larger table that we have available to us just because he's got like different kinds of workbooks and things like that. And, you know, and, and so we, we were trying to like at least give him a space where we thought he could spread out and he could he could put things that he needed to um, that he needed, you know, over the course of the day. Um, but like in addition to just like the traditional kind of curricular stuff, you know, um, what we also found was like he just needed a lot of help too and like just figuring out how do i how do i juggle all of this stuff right he's 10 so it was like you know what does it mean to get on a zoom call you know and do you use your computer or do you use your phone do you use headphones for it um you know does do you get on a zoom call five minutes early what happens when you get on a call and like there's nobody there but you're in like a quote-unquote waiting room um how do you log into some of the work they're doing is on Google Classroom? Like, how do you go and find what all the different teachers are saying on Google Classroom? And when some of the messages that they're saying is to like go into one of the physical books you have available, like how do you how do you do that if you're 10, right? Or how do you do that if you're 12 or if you're 16? You know, I could, you know, I've worked with tons of college students who <laughs> struggle with some of that. So, you know, in addition to just finding that 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 physical space, it's also a matter too of like, of, of helping your child like just kind of figure out like where everything is and like how they're going to try to manage it and you know for younger kids that can be especially that can be especially hard um again my child's 10 so it's like he's kind of in between um and i i think that if you're if you're finding that these are things that are really hard for you at home like it's completely okay to reach out to your um, child's school and to be like like tell me how to do this like if I'm if I have a six-year-old and we're trying some of these general principles of like learning from home and they're not quite working um, you know then you it's totally okay to reach out to the school and to ask um, it's also okay to like you know to go to spaces online you know including inside schools and like posts like on the in the group like anybody else teaching a six-year-old and like I'm just trying to figure out how to help her you know sort of have some sort of order like throughout the day um, and see what other folks are coming up with. Um, I think another thing to also consider is that, you know, kind of related to that previous point is like, is the school like providing clear uh, and reasonable expectations? And are they, are they creating a sense of accountability between the child and themselves? So, you know, that's often happening from what I've seen, like through like a main teacher or teachers, um, and, you know, you, it's, it's important to kind of keep an eye on, you know, how, how well is the school managing this as well? And what are ways that I might be able to not just help my child navigate it, but also when appropriate, like, you know, send an email to a teacher or if a school has a, a lead for online learning or whatever it might be. But, you know, to communicate back to the school to say, like, these are some of the things that are working. These are some of the things that aren't, you know, are there ways that I can help? 
uh, maybe talk with some other parents to try to figure some things out or some best practices maybe that you can share. Um, it has to be a dialogue right now. Do not assume that the school is well resourced in terms of like figuring this out, meaning they don't necessarily have all the expertise they need at the school level. They haven't necessarily done this before. Teachers are learning to use some of these tools for the first time. Um, those are all the realities of what's happening. And so, you know, it's it, the only way we're going to be able to get through some of that is by <clears throat> being unafraid to um, to actually communicate back and forth with each other and not, not pretend that any of us have all of the answers. Um, I think finally, if there was a if there was a if there's a term I can share with you that I use um, in different all sorts of different kinds of settings, um, it might be a helpful one to use here. The one that we're using around all of this with with my son and certainly with my wife and I is we're, I'm referring to the ethical minimum, um, and it's a favorite phrase of mine, which is that you know sometimes in life like it's okay to shoot for the ethical minimum. Okay, especially in this first week, first week or two, um, when everyone's kind of tra you know transitioning into this new mode of learning, it's like, what's the minimum we need to do here to say that like we met, you know, we met our expectations? Like, what's what's good enough for these first couple days? Um, and just take the pressure off a bit. It's not going to be the same as a school day. Like, it can't be. And it's okay too to share with your child. Like, it's not going to be the same thing. Um, and it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some aspects of it that might be similar. There'll be a lot that's different. Um, and in that time, like what's what's like the minimum amount that you would feel comfortable achieving in that day? You know, it doesn't. So if your child's day is going typically to like three o'clock and, you know, one thirty hits and like they're quote unquote done, the instinct might be to say like, no, well, you need to do more or whatever it might be. And I would treat it more as a conversation. You know, there's a it, it's not necessarily something to try to like you know, continue running full speed toward, especially out of the gate. Um, it can actually provide great opportunities to talk with your child about like, what are other kinds of things you're passionate about? And let's create some space, you know, here for, you know, for you to, to do some of those other sorts of projects. Um, you know, for us, it's, you know, there's all of this interest my son has in like his, you know, YouTube channel and like gaming videos and all that. That's great. So we're turning it into an excuse to like try to create, you know, a YouTube channel and to do some work with that. Um, every family's different, of course, but it is to say that like the, you know, I think trying to maintain the usual expectations in terms of the amount of work that gets done um, is probably not realistic for teachers and for parents, certainly in week one or week two. Um, there's way more value in just feeling out like how much can one do in this time and what's the quality of doing some of these things remotely, um, etc. All right, so that's all for this episode. Um, but our engagement does not have to stop here, actually. Uh, we have lots of resources and tools over at InsideSchools.org where you can find you know, all sorts of insights on the city schools, the city school system. And we also have a weekly newsletter that you can, you can get through there. Um, you'll also find us pretty active on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and also on Twitter. Um, and yeah, do consider subscribing to this podcast. It's something we're going we're gonna to try to keep going for a while um, just because we think it, we think it means a lot. Um, for our readers to hear uh, just a human voice 
making sense of some of these things um, and not just text on a, on a web page. Um, so if, it, if the spirit moves you, um, give us a like and give us some comments too. give us some feedback and you can give us feedback by any of those channels. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate tell us appreciate it. Tell us how we can best help you. Um, and, and I'm going to go through that list of questions too that we have um, from last week and I'll have another episode for you um, in the next 24 hours is what we'll aim for. All right. So until next time, I'll see you online. Thanks so much.